know, because I've been knowing you for years since I've been here, and I've never seen anything come out of you other than if I don't know, I'm willing to learn. If it comes off a certain way, I stand corrected. Right. That's the only thing I say. Yeah. So what would you say to people who may feel that you, while you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist. Even even if you don't agree, am I am I what saying it right? He, okay, am I, saying? He, I don't know what he's uttered that's racist. I'm not I'm not trying to slide out of this one. Right. I don't know. Tell me what has he uttered that's racist? Wednesday's episode of the talk got intense at Sherilyn. All right, people, you already know what I'm here for. The same reason that you're here. To keep our feet on the necks of white supremacists, bear bucks, and bear winches alike. But first, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. I am your host, Tyrus McKnight. And tonight... I want to talk about an honest enemy versus a fake friend. Now, we don't talk about this as much as we really need to in black society, I feel, about having honest enemies and having a certain level of respect for an honest enemy. And when I say having a certain level of respect, I'm not talking about having a certain level of liking them or a certain level of honoring them. But we need to be able to identify our enemies and our allies. Because truth be told, the only friends that black people have, or black Americans have, or each other. That's if they're not coons, bad winches, or bad bucks. Those are the enemies. But most times, but most times, we get confused by some things. We get confused by certain words, certain attributes that we thought we knew in that person, just certain things overall, we just get confused for some reason. No matter what, that person may say people still, for for whatever reason, they still want to support that person. As you heard Cheryl Underwood say, hey, you know, from my understanding of you, she was talking to Sharon Osborne, wife of Ozzy Osborne, or former wife of Ozzy Osborne, who ate bats, by the way. That's before coronavirus was a thing. He was up there eating bats on stage in the 80s. The 90s, the 2000s, and probably, yeah. So, y'all wonder where coronavirus probably came from, his ass probably. But anyway, 
when she was talking to her, she was trying to really level with her because she was saying, hey, how can she was basically asking her, listen, how can you come to work with black people every day or black Americans every day, but you're supporting somebody that has anti-black rhetoric or anti-black racist views? Well, I'm here to tell you, if you are at a job, that's most of your white counterparts. Hell, if you're not at a job, that's <laughs> that's most of your white counterparts. I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, but the way that black people think is, is that, oh, they're polite, they're nice, quote unquote. So there's no way that they could be racist. There's some of the most racist people happen to be polite. And not to just talk about it, I want to tell y'all, I want to give y'all a definition of what a white supremacist is. A white supremacist is a person that through speech, thought, and action thinks they should be in a superior position to you just based off the fact that they're white. It's prejudice plus power. Like you could, black people could scream to loss all day, every type of racial epithet they could think of to another race of people. You don't have the power to redline that person, meaning putting them in a certain type of um district or property district. You don't have the type of power to affect that person's income. You don't have the the power to affect that person's sexual behavior which we see what's going on around here. You don't have the type of power to implement laws to subjugate that person, i.e. the crime bill, i.e. you could just go on and on and on with the, with the different laws that they have for black people. But this in particular got to me because I'm up there like, as the episode was going on, and I was watching little snippets of it because that's not, I don't watch daytime TV shows. That's not what I do. But as it was going on, she started talking at Cheryl Underwood. And a lot of people were getting at Cheryl Underwood saying that, hey, you should have checked her. And to a certain degree, and I understand uh, some people are going to say, Hey, you know, I get it. You know, they want she wanna keep her job and things like that. At the same time, though, black women in particular, there's a way of professionally checking somebody. Just black people in general. There's a there is a certain way of professional level of checking somebody. And if you're me, you go, hey, 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 hold on, hold your horses. I'm not the, I'm the person that you talk to. I'm not the person that you talk at. Do we have an understanding? Get what I'm saying? Get where I'm coming from? Because when you allow one person to overstep their bounds, and that's why I have so many strict rules on... Uh, just violating or, um, or just crossing me in general. 
That's why I have so many strict rules because, and it gotta be in black and white. That's why I don't like that gray area shit. Everything has to be black and white with me because then I could clearly define something and then I could go right after it. But when you all over, well, that person's not really racist, but they support racism. That's, that's you playing mental, mental martial arts with yourself. Why are you beating up yourself mentally to basically um, please somebody else? Or acquiesce somebody else. Why? If a person supports racist or racist people, then more than most likely that person is a racist. If that person supports white supremacists or suspected white supremacists, then more than most likely that person is a suspected white supremacist. Why must you go around playing games with yourself? See, what Cheryl Underwood just discovered was Sharon Osborne was being a fake friend. Not an honest enemy. She was being a fake friend. Now, I say this often. And a lot of people, they, you know, they get, I guess they get bewildered or they get, you know, confused about when I say this. I say, you know what? Listen, I can respect Donald Trump, but I can't respect Joe Biden or Barack Obama. Man, what you, what you mean by that? What's going on? What you, what you mean by that? Listen, let me tell you something. Joe Biden is a fake friend. He'll smile with you. He'll do all these things. He'll promise you all these things and he'll shout you out. But as soon as he gets what he wants, there goes the knives in your back. And black people are learning that out about Joe Biden this time around. Joe Biden, been, at first he was an honest enemy. <laughs> at first he was with the crime bill. At first he was. Then he learned through Barack Obama that, hey, you know, being a fake friend ain't that bad. And Barack Obama is a fake friend. I want you guys to look up, for those who don't believe me, look up that video with Barack Obama when he went to Michigan. And they were pleading with him to send some economical help to help them with the water out there. That's Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. And Barack Obama basically drunk some water, well, sip some water, put it to his lip, and didn't even really drink it, and kind of mocked him a little bit. That's an evil bastard. But I respect Donald Trump because Donald Trump don't say, hey, niggas, I don't like y'all. All right, that's my enemy right there. That is my enemy right there. We have too many black people that don't value the truth. And part of the reason why y'all don't value the truth is because you've been lied to your whole life. You go to church, they lie to you. You go to, let me tell you something. And I know I'm, I know I'm very hard on the black church, but let me tell y'all something. If you ask, if you go up to any preacher, 
and you ask them this question. Hey, now I keep saying this. Hey, the first people were African people of, of African descent. Why does Adam and Eve have Greek names? Ask any of them. I bet you they won't be able to answer it logically. They're going to tell you to just believe. You're not supposed to doubt it. Just believe. When you ask them for evidence, then, nah. A church will go and tell you, or a pastor of a church will go and tell you, money is the root of all evil. Then, ask for your money to put in the collection plate. But part of the reason why you don't understand the benefits of having an honest enemy is because you've been lied to your whole life by all your fake friends. So you don't know how to identify the two. You think just because somebody's polite that they're not gunning for you. Deception, according to the Art of War by Sun Tzu, means war and make no mistakes about it black people we are at war we are at war but some of y'all need to hear the gunshots outside the door every night in order to be like oh yeah we, yeah i guess we at war <laughs> some of y'all still won't even admit it even after all the shit that was transpired over the last uh, let's say decade. <laughs> Some of y'all still won't even admit it. Some of you guys still won't admit that we're in a race war right now. And the thing is this, you gotta, in, in any war, like I keep telling you guys, you gotta identify your enemies and you gotta identify your allies. So you know where to shoot and where to pull back from. Allegedly. But when we have so when we have people like that in our midst, we don't check them. We typically don't check them. Nor do we give enough respect to the honest enemy. And I was talking about um, and for those who live in Louisiana, maybe you guys may be old enough to remember this. I'm still considered young, so. Let me go ahead and say, like, you have to be, um, I think I was at the age of seven or eight when this happened. I want, I want to say seven or eight, right before Mike Foster implemented the LEAP test in Louisiana under the guise of Bobby Jundle. Mary Landrew, the Landrew, uh, the Landrew family. I don't know if I talked about this before, but I probably have, but I'm going to say it again because this is, Honest enemy, fake friend. Now, Mike Foster, him and David Duke were close. He, he had ties to the KKK. He was a card-carrying member, some say. He attended the meetings. Mike Foster, may he dressed in shit. Ed Piss. 
and fire or whatever whatever tortures his motherfucking soul, may he rest in that shit. Because that was one evil bastard. But I digress. Now, with Mary Landrum, there was this guy by the name of Cleo Fields, very young, very intelligent black man, running for governor in a um, Democratic, on a Democratic ticket. Now, with Cleo Fields, he won. He actually beat Mary Landrew for the Democratic um, Party nomination to become governor. He actually beat her. But then, when, when they asked Mary Landrew, who are you going to endorse? Now, Mary Landrew was a Democrat, y'all. She said she endorses Mike Foster. She endorses Mike Foster. And a lot of... A lot of people don't remember that. For some reason, a lot of people forgot that. Or maybe they just got it out of their memories or whatever the case is. But she said, hey, I endorse Mike Foster. She was being a fake friend. But Mike Foster, he was being an honest enemy. He didn't hide who he was. He did not hide who he was. And to this day, black people were, up until she got beat recently, uh, she got beat, not recently, she got beat, but like three, three, four years ago by Bill Cassidy. But black people were her constituents. Even after that, in Louisiana. Showed you how fucked up the mentality is out here. Even after she did that shit. And a lot of you understand the concept that I'm talking about. A lot of you understand what I'm saying. Because let me let me break it down to you. Because when it's white people, y'all get confused. But when it's black people, y'all don't. For some reason, when black people do something to you, you just you just can't wait to get revenge. You just can't wait to fuck them up. But white people, oh, it's forgiveness. You know, Jesus wants you to forgive. Um, I'm gonna go pray for them and all the rest of that dumb ass shit y'all be talking about. But anyway, let me. Tell y'all something. Let me get break this down to something that y'all can relate to, most of y'all. Have you ever had a friend that was hanging around you? That you basically looked out for? You didn't ask for nothing. You just looked out for him. You didn't ask for nothing in return. You just did everything out of love. Everything was cool. And the first thing that that person did when they got a position of power, a position of some sorts, 
that was that I guess I want to say that kind of superseded your current position. I'm talking about in life, business, whatever, on a job or whatever. And the first per- the first thing that person did was one of the first thing they did was betray you, or they started switching up. You know why? Because they was being a fake friend. You had a whole enemy right beside you this whole time. But they couldn't stand you from the get-go. They could not stand you from the get-go. And a lot of us in black society need to wake up to the fact that just because somebody's polite doesn't mean that they're our friends. We need to have a vetting process, especially when that person is of the dominant society of America. You can't just say, oh, well, I never heard anything racist from you. So I was taken aback. No, fuck that. You got to ask a different question. Help me understand why you, a person of the dominant society, would support somebody that's known for spewing anti-black rhetoric. And I think Sharon Osborne, she issued some stupid-ass, weak-ass apology. But we all know that that lady is racist. Some of y'all work with um, white supremacists on your job. They be saying a little slick shit. And don't think you're going to catch it. But y'all ignore it. Some things have to be checked. You can't say something. You can't You can't support racism. You can't because, you know, people like that. Let me tell y'all something. A person like Sharon Osborne. They will say, oh, Donald Trump is so horrible. Even though they have the same views. He's so horrible. Such a horrible person in front of your face. They'll say that in front of your face. But the minute they get around the rest of their suspected white supremacist family and friends. Oh, yeah, y'all know. Man, I work with niggas. They complain about Donald Trump all the time. They call y'all niggas. And if they say they ain't, trust me, they are. They are. You got to push them for for enough, though. Y'all, <laughs> y'all be up here playing mental martial arts with yourselves. We need to be playing mental martial arts with them. And... As we continue this critical juncture 
in America and black Americans continue to push for reparations. Because I keep telling people this too. I keep telling people this too. You listen, I don't want no motherfucking stimmy. They be like, oh man, where the stim is at? Man, fuck a stimmy. Where the rep at? Where the rep- reparation checks at? Fuck a stimmy. Reparation checks gonna make the stimmy look like a goddamn um welfare case. Fuck that. Where are our reparation checks at? They got all this money for stimulus checks and COVID relief. Fuck all that. Give black Americans their reparations. And give it to them now. Fuck a stimmy. Give me that repi. Now, but as we continue in this juncture, I want us as a people to truly understand the value of having an honest enemy. Of having somebody telling you how they truly and really feel about you to your face. Because if you did that, then you wouldn't have so many knives in your back. So many knife wounds in your back. Respect somebody like that. And I don't, when I say respect, I'm not talking about liking I'm not talking about liking. Respect the action, not the person. Respect the action of them being honest enough to say, hey, I don't like you. Okay, so I know to watch out for your ass. I know to have you in my crosshairs every time I see you. Okay, cool. But you also have to be able to decipher and to be mentally capable enough to decipher when you have a fake friend. And when people talk, when I'm hearing people talk about things, they always give these suspected white supremacists the benefit of the doubt. All the time. And I just don't get it. Because maybe because I had a different um, experience with racism than most people. Because I've been experiencing this ever since I was a little child. So when a suspected white supremacist says something, my antennas go immediately go up. So there's nothing that they could do or say that could shock me or that could disarm me from me suspecting of them of being a white supremacist. But most of y'all just give these suspected white supremacists the benefit of the doubt. Another example of a fake friend would be Prince Harry. Now, you know, Prince Harry, he was um, out there in Nazi clothing at one time for Halloween or something like that. And most people say, oh, well, he was just having fun. He was a kid. Man, look, now all of a sudden you see all this stuff happening with his wife. And now all of a sudden... She don't feel safe. 
she don't feel protected and he ain't protecting her. Why do you think that is? And I said this on my last show. Because she had a fake friend in her bed. She had a baby by a fake friend. And soon enough, after he finished divorcing her ass, he's going to become an honest enemy. Soon as he finished divorcing her. But what I want from us, though, when I, in all honesty, what I want from us, not all of us, and I keep saying this because my show isn't geared towards everyone. It just geared towards the people that want to be free, in the words of Joe, Judge Joe Brown. I want us to come to a level of understanding and a level of vetting people, understanding that not everybody has good intentions when it comes down to you and your life and becoming mentally sufficient and mentally capable of spotting a fake friend. And also being mentally capable, emotionally capable of understanding and respecting the actions of an honest enemy. Now I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, what else I had? Oh, the Wolves Only Fitness app should be out soon. Uh, I want you guys to go to Apple and Android, Google Play Store, and purchase that when it comes out. I just spoke truth to power. Have a good night.